0: hearth a GMless actual play podcast where friends explore identity community and the ways people find strength and love in dire situations our lines which are things we absolutely do not want to see are trypophobia insect horror parent death rape body shaming homophobia transphobia big diseases involuntary transformation ableism racism sexism violence against children and animals unwanted pregnancy, ace phobia, and non-consensual situations. Our veils, which are things we're fine with addressing but will fade to black on, are spiders, graphic depictions of bodily harm, abuse of any kind, dementia or similar mental illnesses, insoluble problems, trauma, steamy situations, eating disorders, depression, and self-harm. My name is Izzy, and I use C seer pronouns. You can find me on Twitter, at Deer. With me today is Dirk.
1: Hello, my name is Dirk. I use they-them pronouns. You can find me at pf-underscore-diva-in-theory. Malia?
2: <laughs> Hello, I am Malia. I use the she-her pronouns, and... I like to sit at the hearth, hopening. I Oh
3: my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You're not sorry. And Will. Hi, I'm Will. I use the pronouns A M and I can be found on Twitter at same NB hat, that's same E-N-B-Y-Hat. Boo
0: <laughs> Minor. I didn't
2: give a place to find me because you'll
0: never find me.
2: They will if they're smart. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so before we get into what we're playing today proper, we have a. This game is going to come out way after this fucking happened, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Uh, at the time of recording, we have started our podcast collective, Hearthside Enclave, which you can find at HS Enclave on Twitter, and you should follow that account. So that you know when we start doing streaming and other stuff. And when we add other podcasts. Because there's other podcasts in the works. The- theoretically.
1: It'll happen.
0: <laughs> Listen, Dirk, I'm in the same boat. <laughs> <laughs> so today we are playing This Night on the Rooftops uh, by C.M. Rubsat. If I'm pronouncing that name wrong, I apologize. This is a fucking beautiful game. It is, uh, good shit. Sorry, my brain broke for, like, two seconds.
1: This is a belonging outside belonging game. Uh, it is about, uh, kids in, uh, this is a game about gazing out over the smokestacks after dark with the wind in your hair and a thousand lights of progress on the streets below. At least according to the first paragraph of the introduction, which is lovely.
0: This is a game about a friend at your side as you teeter along the edges of the Great Bridge, browsing the enchanter's stalls uh, that litter
3: the cobble. This is a game about casting spells given by the Elder Daemons to evade the city guard in case they send you to work in a factory making you into little more than fuel for the ever-burning industry of metal that seeks to drive all magic from the world. This is a game about making friends with
2: alleyways and pilfering pies from windows and toppling the world, or the works, of those whose greedy hands stain all they touch.
1: This is a game about industry, magic, children, and revolution. Oh my. The city waits for
0: no one, but with a bit of trickery and a bit of luck, Maybe it'll carve out a little bit of itself where you can be happy.
2: But, you know, if you can make it worse, always make it worse. We're n- uh, No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so this night of the rooftops is a game of slice of life and childhood adventure in an industrial fantasy city to play. We need two to six
2: players. We have because um, it says three to four is ideal. We have four.
1: Yay!
2: We are the exact maximum allowed for this ride. <laughs> <laughs> Versions
1: of
0: the playbooks and world playbooks that you can write on. We have a Google Doc, as usual. And a set of small objects to use as tokens, which, again, we have a Google Doc.
1: <laughs> we love our Google Doc. It's very good to us.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: The Google.
0: Each of us will take on the role of one of the, player, uh, the character playbooks and we are going to take turns playing any side characters that uh, pop up through the lens of one of the city playbooks. Uh, we can interact with the world through moves that the playbooks give us. This is a belonging SI belonging game. We know how these work. Growth moves give us a token. Desperate moves require uh, we spend a token. And chill moves can be made at any time. And occasionally, when one of us meets a trigger, uh, a character or the group as a whole can embark on a path which changes some rules of the game, giving characters moves or introducing other ways to interact with the fiction. This Night on the Rooftops is collaborative uh, is collaborative and masterless, meaning everyone plays a main character along with the other parts of the world.
1: The City. The city has changed a lot in the past few generations. You weren't there for any of it, you're too young but your grandparents told you stories about how the world was once green and ancient and the fantastical was everywhere. In the past, they say, witches wove spells and curses from cottages in the forest rather than selling cheap tonics to people without the time to sleep. Fairies ruled the woods and valleys instead of confining themselves to ever-dwindling parks fearful of the iron that cages the world. Dragons were real, and not just metaphors. That's all gone now. The press of industry is squeezing away magic and incorporating it into the machine of society. It isn't all bad, though. The city is dangerous and cramped, but there seems to be space enough for everyone. You can always find an alley or a rooftop with a view to rest your head for a moment or two. And on dark nights, when the dark smoke clogs the sky, the world is lit up by countless small fires of hope and delight. And sometimes, just sometimes, you could swear you saw a winged shape pass over the moon.
2: Are we reading like this whole thing? Or? No,
0: no, 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 no. This is uh, this is stuff we'll get to when like it happens. Yeah. Um. So there's things that can happen when we fulfill certain things. Like if we we have desires that we can fulfill, um, there we are. We should symbols- probably
1: introduce our characters too. Oh, yes. Sorry.
0: There are symbols of change that happen when we fill like a spe- like the thing called the revolution clock. Um, and then there's the principles of the city. No one has ever heard. Like, no one has heard every principle of the city, but here are a few that you know. Um, the new will always win over the old, change is inevitable. The city can talk directly to you, or in a sideways manner. Everyone will have a chance to speak, even if it is important that they stay silent. We're here for each other, even if we sometimes fight or yell. In the end, we're the closest friends can be. And there is a bit about showing diversity of the city. Uh, mm-hmm. Where, you know, there's everything and everyone, basically. Mm-hmm. And then daemons is a label applied to a type of person. What exactly it means is up to your group, but a daemon is always the outsider. Daemons are different, and their differences are not well hidden, if at all. Opposed. Something fundamental to their identity is directly at odds with what the privileged of the city see as acceptable, and a person, but not everyone thinks so. Whether or not your group chooses to focus on the struggles of the daemons is entirely up to you, regardless, they exist in the city.
3: So what do we want the daemons to be?
0: I kind of like the idea that maybe they're not, like, one specific thing.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, it might just be that they're non-humans or... Because I'm playing a character who is not human, and I was thinking that they
3: would be a daemon. So any non-human is a daemon?
0: I don't want to, like, super focus on non-human because that does kind of... uh, Like, specifically making it one group of people like that. I feel is not quite in the spirit of what the demons are supposed to represent.
3: Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cuz like yes,
0: there are going to be non-humans that are that are demons obviously, but there could also be humans that are demons because they still fit the first two criteria. Mhm. Of right. a of a demon. So,
1: maybe it's just one of those terms that like if it has a specific meaning uh, beyond what we as the characters and the players observe, like, we don't know it. It's just one of those things. So what makes a person a daemon? I don't know. Are you a daemon? Probably. <laughs> question mark. <laughs> so. Well,
2: it's like it. it's something that's different that's not well hidden. What if it's like a not like a in the typical sense of illness but almost kind of like uh when uh those of you that were playing the uh does anyone remember bob or whatnot not Mm -hmm. to that extent (laughs) (laughs) not to that extent of body horrorness, but like like maybe something that makes it different like maybe they have like an excess of magic that like makes it where they can't control (gasps) stuff that happens around them or something like that they're followed by stardust. That could Ooh. work.
3: Ooh.
0: I Just like to pull that. on like our our universal motif of stardust, <laughs> denoting importance and change, magic.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. I like it. <laughs> yeah. So, like, someone who is a daemon is followed. Ah, eh, I dropped the thing. Is followed by stardust. Okay.
1: Nice.
2: Does that job with everybody? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So let's introduce our characters, starting with Dirk, because
1: I said so. All right. Well, I'm at because the top so. of the thing anyway. All right. Because so, I said so. <laughs> I am playing <laughs> Coda, who uses they, them pronouns. Uh, Coda's playbook is Disciple of a Tired God. The Tired God is an ageless song. I found them while I was down in the sewers, and now we are friends. Uh When I met the Tired God, I had eyes filled with smoldering rage. And something they gave me is a cold iron necklace that has a tuning fork on it. So, and, um, yeah... Uh all of my moves are about like doing magic and being a devotee to the tired god and uh You as have I something
0: said, called a miracle clock.
1: Yep. So as I said, uh Coda is not human. They are humanoid. Uh their skin is uh a sort of Burnt looking black and very hard, like stone or petrified wood, something like that. And their eyes are red like hot coals. They actually look to be almost steaming or burning. Uh, In addition to that, Coda has uh, some glimmering iridescence on the left side of their jaw and over the back of their right hand. Whenever they do anything that specifically invokes their tired god, that iridescence starts to move with a sort of liquid light.
2: Ooh. So. Ooh.
1: Fucking fancy. I know, right?
2: You can have a little fancy as a trick. <laughs> <laughs> Are we just going to go in order? Of- yeah,
0: we're going to go in order in the dock. <laughs>
2: okay well then it's your turn nick yeah
0: it's my turn now so i'm playing biter who is uh basil from the echo game (laughs) from the beginning of the season (laughs) book ending it's great (laughs) um she's a she her um and i am playing the axe kid playbook uh which is great uh, the description on the Axe Kid playbook is where was the god that never died? Industry only made them stronger. Born of it, you wandered out of the ashes to the city. Maybe here, with new friends, you can find a place to sit and watch the stars. Because I exist to make everyone sad.
1: You're mean like that.
0: Huh? I am. Uh, my look is a large and rusted sword and strong arms. Um, My name is Biter, that's the name that everybody knows, even if I've never told them that name. Most people don't know my real name. <laughs> um, And my origin is nowhere, which has an extra question attached to it. Who always listens to your stories? Mm. Um, and I want to pose that question to y'all. Who always listens to Biter's stories? Gwynny
3: will.
0: How do you spell Winnie's name?
3: Gwinnie with a G-W-Y-N-N-I-E. Gwynny. Okie dokie. Yeah, it's that sounds Welsh. good.
0: Hell yeah. Alright, so I have a lot of very cute desires and the one I have started with is protect my friends from something dangerous. Um, all of my moves have to do with being around other people, taking care of other people, and fighting for other people. Um, cuz. biter, so sweet. Yes. Biter is a crocodile person from the middle of nowhere. Supposedly she has two older sisters, but no one's ever actually seen them. Uh, And her sword is bigger than she is. (laughs) (laughs) I am, uh, she's like 15 or 16 here, I think. Mm -hmm.
1: I don't know how uh, old
0: we wanted these kids to be.
1: Yeah, I was thinking between 12 and 15, so.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know. Biter is here. And Biter, Biter typically wears, like, or like, kind of torn up clothing, has, like, bits of, like, protective gear, like, um, like, like, y- you know, roller derby, like, aesthetic <laughs> is that? <laughs> with a sword. <laughs> mm,
1: wow. <laughs> mm. That's very and her, good.
0: her sword is bigger than she is. I don't know what kind of sword it is. It's just big. She's the Doesn't only one who like can pick a it up. Bastard sword. No, she's the only one who can pick this thing up. Mm. So this is like a claymore. Nice. Yeah.
2: Good. Good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and um, so
2: now it's Malia's turn. Yep. Okay. I just wanted to. I was about to ask if you were done. With I'm done. Your I'm done. Or, it's your okay. turn now. Okay. So I am playing uh Gamily. Uh she her pronouns uh she's uh the gutter witch playbook. Uh her looks are is that she has a seeing eye toad uh and that would be boggless boggy lily leaf <laughs> uh, and all these buttons so many buttons.
0: All right, I need to. I just need to pause and let everybody who's listening know that Malia did pick crews for both the character
2: and the frog. I did. I spent <laughs> a ridiculously cute. long amount of time screwing the, the with the toad. Is document. a little
0: yellow, yellow, cute toad with a mushroom on its head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's adorable.
1: So cute.
0: Bogalus works hard for the money.
2: So hard. For the money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway
2: um and uh then for my books it's all about toads who like and then that comes along with the question uh who likes toads almost as much as you and i chose Izzy uh because Izzy brought up the, ex- <laughs> the excellent point that that's probably the closest option <laughs> there <laughs>
1: <laughs> um
2: and uh, for- I play the tomboy. I get to like the toads. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and then for her desire starting out, I chose that she would like to dance in a downpour. What are her moves uh, all relating to? Um. So her growth moves are uh, summon rain that reflects your mood. Uh, Explain something about the city or make do without money. Uh, And I liked that because good old-fashioned theft is an option.
0: (laughs) It looks like a lot of your moves have to do with emotions and transformation.
2: Uh Uh-huh. Which is very interesting and I like it. Uh, And then as far as chill moves go... I can give a friend something sweet and also a little bit gross. I am the sticky child incarnate. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Talk to an aquatic animal. Uh, They have several different options, but I may change those options based on the very hard to figure out thing that I'm doing with mine and Boggy's name. (laughs) Uh, And uh, show off with a small spell. Uh, and then as far as my desperate moves that I have to spend a token to use, I have make yourself quotation marks accessible or <laughs> acceptable <laughs> in demeanor Very or different. looks. Yeah. Uh, in demeanor or looks and does it feel worth it? Uh, turn yourself into an animal. How does this feel like an escape? Uh, or stir up the muck at the bottom. <laughs> And then whatever that entails when I do it. Also, no one probably noticed this, but I'm going to point it out. Like, our listeners at home can't see this, but in the Google Doc, I changed the word skeletons to use the font Comic Sans because I'm all about it. (laughs) You're a fucking nerd.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's why. I couldn't figure out why. (laughs) Oh i see it now i like undertale
2: a lot guys what does
1: what what
0: what does she look like
2: what does who look like
0: your character like just in general explain to the audience oh okay
2: so uh i couldn't really with the little image that i made uh make her look exactly how i wanted her to look but my how i was trying to make her look is that she is a little purple haired bat girl uh with like t- uh, green uh, more green than anything turquoise eyes uh and her skin i wanted to make it purple but the the thing that i found wouldn't let me do that and then she has like a tattoo going down her uh right leg. It's like all, the full leg. Uh, and she carries around a little staff because she can't see very well, <laughs> which <laughs> is why she has Boggy. Does Boggy have a little harness uh, well, that, says, that says service frog? Uh, kind of. If you remember when we were putting these together, I linked in our recording. Oh, it's
0: the little backpack!
2: Uh, the the backpack <laughs> frog because oh i listen to I dimension 2 <laughs> I listened to Dimension 20 and I fell in love with Boggy, B- Boggy for life. I was so sad that I started listening to it after the merch was already gone because I would have bought all the Boggy merch. Uh, <laughs> which is which is why my frog also has the uh the the Boggy nickname, although not the same name because I don't want to go that much into it because sadly I the cannot. joke is
0: that on Dimension 20, somebody pulled a frog out of a backpack, and then the frog had a backpack.
2: hmm It became canon. But also, Boggy is just a very good little frog anyways in that anyone who hasn't listened to Dimension 20, you can literally go listen to the entire first season Fantasy High on YouTube and you can watch them, which is also enjoyable because it's really fucking enjoyable to watch them
3: just visually. Okay, okay, okay.
0: Anyway, Will's turn now. I'm sorry.
3: (laughs) I'm playing Gwynnie, who uses she or they pronouns. Um, as in she or they, not she and they in the same sentence. Just, just to clarify which kind of she, they, they are. Um, my playbook is the Tinker Talk. And my look is I have a janky prosthetic, which is my left leg, smooth wood with a clicky joint at the ankle and a crudely made fake boot. That I made myself. The boot. Um, and I have a heated overcoat that I also made myself. It's gray and brown in patches with occasional lines of wire showing through. And the Tinker Talk has a dependent. My dependent is my sick grandparents, who like my older brother better. Um, but I realize now that who do they like more than you may have been meant to, uh... Be answered with one of the crew?
0: Yeah, hey, I think with that one, it could be, like, somebody attached to you. And not just one of us. Yeah. But, but- it could also be one of us. And so <laughs> who do they like better than you? I don't know. Who do they like better than me? No, the question is, do they, like, respectable young children?
3: <laughs> yes.
0: So that's the problem. Not, not biter. <laughs> <laughs> not biter.
1: Uh I-, I think Coda it probably is um uh the most capable of passing for respectable, but that's <laughs> mostly because Coda doesn't talk a lot.
2: I'll agree with that because <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> I fully intend to utilize that just straight fucking steel shit
1: for all it's worth. <laughs> BK2
2: crime! BK2 crime! Yep.
1: Whereas Coda probably just sort of sits there. Mm-hmm. 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 And then mm-hmm. there's just
0: the Biter who gestures at all of her. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> she is the one who bites. <laughs> All I can think of is that meme where it's like, but that thing over there, that scares me. <laughs> it scares the shit out of me. Uh,
0: I
3: mean, my honestly- desire is currently to set something up for my dependent. Let me, let me actually read the Tinker Talks uh, description. You have a job, kinda. If you show up to the factory, you get some pocket change but more important is the chance to get some materials to build your own talks. Little machines and projects that are equal parts art and engineering. That's uh, good. My, my moves mostly have to do with having bits of machinery on me and uh having uh, friends.
1: <laughs> hmm.
3: It's good. It is good. You also get project clocks. I do get project clocks. They specifically say they're never to be finished. (laughs) Alright, now we get to do the city playbooks.
0: So we're going to go through this... What?
1: Oh, before we do that, I just... I never got to uh, read the description for my character. Do it. Uh... So, the Disciple of a Tired God, the description goes, You were hungry and tired. The sewers provided sanctuary, but you got lost. Down there, you found something. A god, one from before magic had begun to disappear. It is your friend now, and you are its voice. And because my uh, god is the ageless song, the question is, who heard them sing long before you? And uh, my answer was the hopeless and broken in need of support and love.
3: So. Aww.
1: Yeah. Oh, I know
0: how to make this connect to a different thing, Dirk. What? I, I, I can't say... The next thing I'm going to say has to be cut out because it is spoilers for shit that I plan to do in the future.
1: Oh, I hate you. <laughs> oh my god, I hate you. Anyway, yeah, cut that out, please. Um. Anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Sorry, I had to say that so that it was in your brain, too. Rude. Actually, no, don't cut that out. Just bleep it.
2: (laughs) 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 So you remember when...
0: (laughs) 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 Anyway, so our city playbooks. We're just going to go down this list. We have the canals. These, like, the city playbooks are basically everything around us. And we can pick these up through play if no one else is playing them. So the canals, endless winding rivers full of boats and the muck and detritus of the city, equal parts, its lifeblood and its waste. You can get anywhere here if you wish. So we get to pick one to two aesthetics. When the city goes through upheaval, mark a symbol of change and swap out an aesthetic. So we have sunlit waters, cobble walkways, reeds from the muck, abundant fish, sick, excuse me, sick water, under the Houses, Strung-Up Bone Charms and Sturdy Bridges.
1: I would like to put in a vote for Reeds from the Muck, because where else do you find frogs?
3: Mm. I'll second Reeds from the Muck. I will third it. Oop!
2: I do like that.
3: I like Strung-Up
0: Bone Charms.
3: I like that too. Yee, yeah. alrighty.
0: Alright, the canals have the the canals have the impulses to connect everything, pollute without constant flow, and put pressure where nobody is looking. And we have a a, a a tick, like a set of tick marks we can make called revolution. When you finish a scene in the canals, tick the marker on the canals sheet. When the marker is full advance the revolution clock and erase the marks we get a clock where something happens when it fills
3: yeah let it, me let me just make that somewhere how big is it supposed to be
1: uh that is a good i think the revolution uh the revolution clock,
3: clock is 4
1: is it 4 where is it
0: uh i have it open on the if you open the play kit
1: it's the oh. first page
0: in the play kit.
1: Oh, I did. The that-
0: revolution clock uh is full. The city will go through an upheaval. Each city playbook with a revolution marker ticked erases one tick and swaps an aesthetic for a different one. Basically, when we fill this, every city playbook has to change something. And then we choose a symbol of change on the uh the in upheaval, uh, and market, and we write down its impulse on the city playbook that feels most appropriate. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And we get to also do shit when that happens. Mm-hmm. So, <sighs> it is a lot. The her blur. The canals also have moves, take you somewhere new give a chance for freedom, and show the water lilies right beside the muck. And then there are...
1: The rooftops. No. The rooftops are... Wait. Wait. Faces. Oh, yeah, the faces. Faces.
0: Sorry. So the faces of the canals are Witches of the Mud, a cheerful boat taxi, the King of Frogs, mm-hmm. a wastrel fisherman, Someone Wastel. in danger of dr- waistroll. Someone in danger of drowning themselves. Someone horribly lost. Someone who knows their way around. Someone who would uh, be much more comfortable on dry land. The port with ships from all lands and the entrance to the sewers.
1: And after that is the rooftops. So- yes. Okay. The rooftops are the great connector. We sit here with our friends, with the sky, with ourselves. Here, we see the stars. Here, we see the innumerable lights of the city. Here, the horizon looks so close we could reach out and touch it. Again, we get to choose one to two aesthetics. The options are floating lanterns, greenhouse roofs, the tallest chimneys, raised pathways, the Only Quiet Place, Wisps of Smoke, Short Brick Walls, Shingles for Rain.
3: I'm gonna put in a vote for Floating lanterns. I was also... Mm.
1: That's very cute.
2: Yeah. Because that seems nice and whimsical.
0: I'm torn between raised pathways and the only quiet place. I, I was really, really like...
1: thinking about Oh. No, you go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I I really like the only quiet place.
2: That was what I was also gonna say. <laughs> Pop.
1: I like right. it too. Floating
0: lanterns and the only quiet place.
1: Alright. The rooftops impulses uh are tie everything together. Give a different perspective and be a welcoming place. And uh, much like the canals, when you finish a scene on the rooftops, tick the marker on the rooftop sheet. When the marker is full, advance the revolution clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rooftop's moves are provide a line, ask a too honest question, describe how the stars glimmer. The faces of the rooftops are the windgeist, a ladder worker, an old friend, someone comfortable, someone who has lost themselves, someone dangerous and thrilling, someone who doesn't know what they're looking for, the tallest building in the city, and your secret place.
3: The secret place is Definitely a hideout, right? Right. (laughs) Next is the mansions. The mansions are an ideal, nobility, or the divine right to rule. They are a symptom of wealth, the powerful sitting in their gleaming and rotten houses with eyes of cold silver and hearts of lifeless gold. You don't belong here. This place is not for you. So, um, one to two aesthetics. The aesthetic options are old money, family lineages, competitions and cruelty, military deification, extravagant and exclusive festivities, industrial overlords, and separated community. I want to put in for military deification
2: because this feels very, um, mandate Mhm. Mm. Mhm. I was thinking that and industrial overlords for the same reason.
1: I was thinking about industrial overlords too.
3: i right. say that or um, old money. Yeah. We can of those do different. old money. We can do old money next time when the city changes.
1: Fair. Yeah. Yeah.
3: The mansions have the impulses to be dismissively cruel, punish mistakes, and create the real problems. We also have a revolution marker. And the moves are highlight inequalities between people, ask how to hurt someone, and provide an opportunity if you'll compromise your morals. The faces are the rotten prince, the queen mother, a bored guard, The orphan catcher, someone brutal and petty, someone who hates children, someone with too much money, the private sector, the palace guard, grounds, and somewhere you don't belong. I Hmm. really
1: like that about the game, how some things are just very, like... Squishy like that, so you can just sort of decide what they mean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think because it could
0: cool. be multiple things,
1: yeah,
0: multiple things and multiple someones, yeah, yeah. Malia, it's your turn,
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> okay, so then we have the <laughs> markets, uh, stalls and shops, and ever shifting desires. Silver and gold flows like water as the rich and the richer uh or as the rich get richer and the poor relentlessly tread water uh you can find anything here and all of it down to its last tiny curiosity will always have a price uh so for our aesthetic options we have traveling tents magical exploitation noble propaganda press of innovation warfront uh kuros curios curios uh hollering entertainment stoic and brash enforcers and clockwork dreams Ooh, i like clockwork dreams
0: i also like clockwork dreams
2: mm-hmm. i
0: really like the warfront s- curios also
2: yeah like, what were you I gonna say like- Malia? i'm sorry I was going to say stoic and brash enforcers, because, like, the mandate may be, like, having stuff that they try to get before the poor people.
1: <laughs> oh, All of mm. these are very good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
0: We can I change think- these,
2: so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a- as we get revolutions, uh, we can yeah. change it, so uh what do we think as a group would be the best ones to start out
1: with what were you gonna say Dirk? oh i was gonna say i was looking at magical exploitation
0: they're all so good what the fuck
1: yeah i know right this is this
0: one's
2: a really hard choice uh what about you will what do you think would be good for starting out
3: I feel like if we start out with Stoic and Brash Enforcers, then getting rid of them might feel like a victory. See, that was my thought, too, on that one. Okay. That works for me. Boop. Nice.
2: Okay. Uh, And then for our impulses, uh, the markets have the impulses to demand payment. Get Crowded. And bend to the whims of the rich. Uh, for the moves, we have uh, put a price on something. Offer what you can't get anywhere else. Draw attention to disparities in wealth. Uh, and then for the faces, here we have a fellow street kid looking for a meal. Someone way richer than you and smug about it. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> a generous <laughs> Merchant. Uh, A merchant selling something unusual, someone offering entertainment rather than goods, someone on the lookout for thieves, it me, I'm the thieves, (laughs) someone from out of town and out of their element, someone to get stolen from, (laughs) The, the middle of the market, strangely
0: clear. I wonder where else we've seen a strangely clear market square. I can't no, think of any place. Hmm. I have not, not a clue. clue. <laughs> anyway, now we have the alleys. Tiny, winding tunnels to the tallest brick roads between the houses. Um. These are places full of secrets lurking just beneath the veneer of civility the rest of the city puts on. You can hide anything here or find anything. Our aesthetics are sewer walkways. Entwining ladders, a living maze, endless rats, the dark market, trash palaces, the bad kind of gang, shadows too deep, and squished but tall. Dark market, dark market, dark market.
1: (laughs) Okay, okay, dark market.
2: Rats along is back when he calls calls your your
1: name. We're
3: gonna get sued by Disney. (laughs) <laughs> Sue me,
2: Disney. I'm too broke for you to do anything about it. And if you send me to jail, that just means I get to live off your taxes until you let me out.
1: Also, there's a certain amount of a song that you can have uh before like you can get in trouble. I think it's like twenty seconds or something, which is oh did it go
2: up? I just... thought it was ten before. I thought it was oh. six.
1: Oh, it might be ten. I could be wrong. <laughs> So Anyway, what like. should their other one be? I'm gonna say
0: we're not doing endless rats to start with.
1: Mm. <laughs> no.
3: We
0: don't talk just- about
2: <laughs> brood.
1: I know <laughs> she's already got that. Mm. <laughs> uh I like shadows too deep.
0: I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, the impulses, the alley have, the alleys have the impulses to diffuse attention, make things harder than they have to be, and provide an alternative route. There's revolutions as well. Our moves are conceal something, reveal sudden danger, and show how close we are to the dark. Our faces are the thief lord, a large rat, maybe friendly? A young and cocky thief, Someone who doesn't want to be noticed. Someone Hit who is me. going... S-
3: <laughs> Someone who is going... S-
0: I'm going to find all of you. Someone who is going somewhere but discreetly. Someone with stolen goods. Hit me. <laughs> Someone who is falling between the cracks. The old theater and the secret tunnels beneath the city.
1: Ooh. All right. Uh, and the last one, I think it's the last one. It uh, is. It is. The parks. Magic has a strong connection to the forests, and the forests were once everywhere. Not anymore. Nowadays they and the magic they hold is relegated to parks and gardens. However, it is far from gone. The aesthetics for the parks are fairy rings, ancient stone monuments, well-defined paths, bound fae, scratched-out runes, Hidden communities and whispering winds. I vote for hidden communities. I also vote for hidden communities.
2: <laughs> Malia, will I'm go ahead? Hidden communities. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> you good, Malia? I- I'm looking at the other ones and trying to get like a mentality of it.
0: I like whispering winds as the other one.
2: Um, starting out, could we like maybe do scratched out runes or ancient stone monuments? I like ancient stone monuments for that one then. Yeah.
3: yeah. It's hard yes. to have ancient stone monuments later. Yeah, this is yeah,
1: true. I mean, there are ways. Actually, yeah, that's also true. <laughs> But uh, anyway, the parks have the impulses to lead them off the paths, revel in the natural, and be the oldest place. Like the others, it has a revolution thing. The moves bring old magic to bear, but quick, it won't last long. Describe what is out of place. Display how the ancient has been subjugated by the new. And its faces are... A desperate nymph, dryad, or talking tree. A novice druid. A feral child. Hit me. (laughs) A gardener. Someone who is slipping away. Someone magical. Someone who has lost everything. A place that is struggling to adapt. The oldest tree. Nice. yay! Nice, 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 nice. So...
0: All right, and this is so now we have other stuff, wow, there's actually a lot more here too.
1: yeah, uh well, those uh are different paths we can take we yeah,
0: there's we a lot pass- of sorry, I did not scroll through the all of this
1: <laughs> there's a but lot like- of
0: different things we can do when stuff happens. So these are, like, things that we can try and make happen, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But so this is a Belonging Outside Belonging game, and we know how those go. Basically what happens is we start doing a scene and start bouncing off of each other. Yeah.
3: Let's start on the rooftops. Okay.
0: If you like this podcast and want to help keep it going, please consider donating to our coffee, linked in the description below. You can also follow our Twitter and Tumblr at Hope's Pod and join our Discord. This podcast is part of Hearthside Enclave, and some other shows you might like are Abbey Archives, a Redwall reread podcast, and Post-Apocalyptic News Radio, a Fallout-inspired audio drama.